0: Hey, what's up? This is Joey Allen from Warrant, and you are on the road to rock. Turn it up. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heart, bl- heartland. God bless America.
1: You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Switzer. Lance, there we go, buddy. How's it going, man?
0: Good, man. Sorry, I guess I was having some issues connecting. I had some Wi-Fi stuff
1: going on. Hey, all good. Glad to have you. It has been a while. It's been so long that the name of my podcast has changed. Welcome to On the Road to Rock. You were on Music Mania like five years ago. It's great to have you, man. Happy New Year! Thanks to for you having Hill. me. How's it going? How's everything going? Hey, man, Happy New Year to you too. Yeah, it's been a while. Thanks
0: for having me back on the show. Um, man, things have been—you uh, know—they've been a little up and down. It's been—it's been an interesting couple of years. But mm-hmm. a lot has happened since the last time I've been on. So uh, here we are today, though. You know,
1: I—I I take it I see that you've moved to Nashville. Right. What, what, what was kind of the impetus of, of this and kind of how's it been working out so far in Nashville? One of my favorite cities in the world. In fact, you know, you think back to like the 80s when all the rockers moved to LA and like the Sunset Strip and all that. It seems like today Nashville's kind of the new LA. People, people are moving there. It's a great place to live, great place to visit. How's it been working out for you?
0: No, absolutely. It, it definitely is. Um, the industry is definitely there uh, in, in a big, big way now. Um, almost everybody I know, it's funny you mentioned that because almost everybody I know knew that was in LA is now yeah. Nashville. <laughs> yep. So that's really cool. I had talked about moving there for quite some time, um, beforehand and, uh, I had some issues. I had some, some wellness stuff I really had to look at. I had, um, you know, I've, I've, I've been a big, um, uh, recovery has been a big part of my life. Uh, you know, sobriety recovery. And I was doing really good for a while there. And I've got some chronic uh, back pain issues. Meds kind of took back over. And man, for a couple of months there, I had a pretty serious downfall due to chronic back pain. So uh, Nashville has always been a place of wellness for me. So I went back this time and, and just stayed. And it just was, it was just a, a all-around better situation all the way around the community there. Is so good to me, and everybody just really has been uber supportive. And not only that, but then all the music—you know—that you have that. Both of those things coupled together was just a win-win all the way around. So well, it's been just—I was built for that town. <laughs>
1: yeah, hey, I think I was too. Why I live in yeah. Kansas City still, I don't know, but. Um, you know, we're, we're so you know. I know you're you're a football fan. I saw you had a Saints hat on. You know, oh yeah, not not gonna make the playoffs this year. But the, so I'm a Chiefs fan, and the, the Titans right. just got the one seed. So that we, I might be heading to uh, Nashville here in a few weeks if the Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship game. We may be coming out and just making it a Nashville AFC Championship game party, man. We might just do it.
0: That's awesome. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> so
0: well, let me know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about everything that's going on with, with your new music, because I just got to hear a couple of the new singles, uh, take right. a swing and wild country, wild country, man. One of the best songs I've heard in a long time, as far as new music wow. goes, this is tremendous. And it just sort of, I don't know some, you know, how a song just kind of captures you and your mood and your moment. It's kind of as me as a, as a freedom loving American that's had a hard time these last couple of years, man, that song kind of, kind of, it put me in a better mood. I just got back from Vegas. I went out to see David Lee Roth. He canceled. But I saw, I got to see uh, like Bruce Kulik and uh, Eric Singer did a bunch of 80s Kiss songs that was freaking phenomenal out there at Counts man, Vamp. Man. So this song, Wild Country, man, really good. And I saw that uh, you had one of our good friends, Brian Titchy, playing on one of the new singles. Which song did he play on? Wild Country. He played yeah. on Wild Country. How about that? 50's yeah, one of our, yeah. he, he's, uh, uh, Titchy's one of our favorite guys, man. How did, how did that work out? How did you get him? To play on that because it's a tremendous track
0: well thank you so much clint i mean yeah wild country really was a uh you know my my, my partner and producer uh and, and and co-write song co-songwriting partner joey sykes has been tremendous in looking at my life from the outside looking in and looking at me and kind of through my entire journey of life and how it you know how it unfolds for me and he's really good at capturing that in a story form. And then we, you know, we, then we work on it together. And that's really kind of what his embodiment of kind of my character, you know, on this, on this, you know, this complete kind of Ulysses style odyssey through life. Uh, and he, he really did. I mean, it was really an odyssey of my, of my, of me. Once again, um, you know, uh, and, to, and to go back to Brian Titchy, he's always been one of my extremely, most favorite drummers of all time. Wow. I mean, you, you yeah. know, I always, um, I got turned on to Brian's drumming uh, in the early 90s when he was in the band with Zach Wilde, Pride and Glory.
1: Yeah, great um, stuff.
0: And, and the Pride and Glory with, uh, I think, James Lemenz on bass and Brian and, and Zach Wilde was, I, still to this day, I think, is one of the most epic power trios and bands that ever existed, you know? Uh, I thought Zach Wilde really shine and Brian really shine. So that's how I was introduced to that. Uh, to, Brian's, to Brian's drumming and his music. And then, I, you know, I began attending the Bonzo Bash parties uh, at, at the NAMM show in Anaheim in the winter, uh, all, the, all the John Bonham tribute shows. And so he would bring on the host of drummers. They would pay tribute to John Bonham. And I just thought that was always a great thing and always stood behind all the work that Brian did. So, um, you know, I had been in a band with uh, Kenny Aronoff's Uh, supersonic blues machine and always you know they had a a slew of of different drummers like chad smith from the chili peppers and stephen perkins from jane's addiction all these guys that were backups to uh and and always have to to put brian's name in the hat like (laughs) what about brian (laughs) so it was an opportunity to finally, you know, have Brian on a, on, a, on a recording and on a record and and to work with him. And, and uh, you know, that's one of the things this album features some really great drummers. And so, you know, if we're going to feature great drummers, Brian needs to be in there because he's at the top of my list. Personally, I, I just I love Brian Titchy. So, um, you know, and, 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 and what an honor to have him playing on, you know, one of the
1: first singles. Absolutely, and what what's kind of the status of the the rest of the album? I know you've been doing some crowdfunding for it. Can people still get in on that? And what's kind of the the timetable here as far as when you want to kind of get everything out here? Probably you know I, early twenty twenty two or what?
0: Yeah, we've we've got a couple more days left on the crowdfunding okay. on the Indiegogo, uh, the Lance Lopez new album project at Indiegogo. We got a couple more days, um, you know, to to you know contribute, and we got some really cool perks on there. Uh, and yeah, we, you know, we've got the singles that we're going to try to release on a wide scale here in the next couple of months. And then also um, we're looking at probably a mid 2022 for a release, hopefully, if not the summer, then definitely early fall.
1: Awesome. Well, I know for you, you know, especially your genre, rock music, blues, rock, whatever you want to say. Playing live is so important, and I know that is the case because I have this CD from you that I got back right before we had you on before. This is one of my favorite live albums, right up there with Kiss Alive. Uh, wow! <laughs> kind of a kind of wow, a funny like you. dichotomy there, right? But uh, yeah. I always love this, and I know how important live music is for you. You grew grown up playing live all over this country, man. I know you've gotten back and you played some dates, but you talked about having a a, a year off, but COVID kind of forced that for a lot of people anyway. What's, I know, what's kind of the, the plan as far as live dates coming up? What do you got going on and what's kind of the plan for this year?
0: So we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely in the mode of, of, of getting dates back going, uh, you know, again, for the, for the spring and summer um, and, and fall. So we, we've got those. We're in the works of them. We went out um, this last fall, um, you know, again, on a wide, on a wide scale, uh, you know, regionally back to Texas and kind of and in our regional area and trying to get back out. So we're definitely planning on having dates, but the focus really right now has been just recording and sure. finishing the album, you know, but we're definitely going to be back out as soon as we're kind of got that, you know, situated, we're going to definitely be back out in full force as safe as we can, safest way possible, the best way to feel every, make everybody feel comfortable. We'll be back out, you know, as much as we can.
1: Well, you've been doing this your whole life. You grew up in bars, and you talk about recovery. And I think back to the fact that you've been in bars playing live since you were a teenager, right? So
0: that's right. That's correct.
1: almost an inevitable nature when you when that's your life, which is so different than anyone else's life. You grow up grow up in that scene and that setting and those dirty nightclubs and those bars in Texas. You're gonna start. You know, you're going to start drinking, you're going to start partying. Was that kind of inevitable for you? And how hard has it been to sort of distance yourself from that while also being a major part of that scene? How hard is that?
0: Yeah, it, it definitely was a challenge, you know? And it just, it was always about, as a kid, you know, it was always about keeping up and and hanging with the cool guys and sounding like the cool guys right. and doing all that. Absolutely. And then, you know, then you walk away from it with a problem. You know, I walked mm-hmm. away like, oh, my God, wait a minute. Like, now I'm, I'm hooked or whatever, you know, so <clears throat> it's been a struggle for years, but, um, you know, that was one of the reasons I went to Nashville and really, and took a lot of time. And I had guys helping me that were legendary, you know, iconic musicians that helped me in my recovery, you know, so guys that I'll absolutely listen to because I grew up learning how to play to their records. So I listen to them and, you know, and, and how they deal with it. And so I get a lot of tools from other musicians in recovery of how to maintain and how to go out there and do it and, and what I need to do. And it really it's up to me to take care of myself. And that's kind of, you know, my down, my, you know, my backslide and downfall this last go-around was, you know, I I I've, I've started placing other things ahead of, you know, taking care of myself. So sure. as long as I'm taking care of myself and not getting too wrapped up and stressed out with you know, other issues and other problems in my job and my family and anything else, as long as I'm making my recovery and taking care of myself first, I can go anywhere and do anything. The minute I stopped doing that, you know, and I put myself in that position back in a bar, back around people mm. doing that, you know, it, it, that's, it, it, you know, it, it's real easy to, to backslide. So that that's what the, 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 uh, the, the real lesson was. And, and, you know, I took a lot of time off even before COVID. So I actually went to work uh, in in a drug rehab in Nashville. So that's actually what I did pre-COVID. I took a lot of time off and um, I kind of took a, uh, a page. And I know, you know, due to all the press and whatever else is surrounding Eric Clapton these days, it's exactly what, you know, I took a page out of that book who that individual has been a big help to me, you know, through my sobriety and you know he did the same thing he worked at a hospital and then started his own rehab and so it for me was the same thing it was i went i went to give back and help other drug addicts and alcoholics you know get sober and and help them and, and worked in that field so that i knew that once i get would get back out there i would have that strength and 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 what to do and what to do differently and and uh and just to give back to that community so um, and that's how I started my life in Nashville. So, you know, it, wow. th- those were the things that I did with that, you know, that now going back out, it's not even a thought it's, it's, it's you know, being so um, immersed into that recovery world and that community, it, you know, being in a, in, in a bar and, and around this situation is, is just second, you know, it's just not even a thought or, a, you know, an issue, but, uh, but, you know, if I start to get away from it, like, you know, like I did before it, it can easily happen again. So. Lesson learned.
1: Absolutely, that's amazing uh, to hear that, and I think uh, Soli- uh, Josie Scott from Saliva did that exact same thing, and I that's so commendable. It's it's uh, it's tremendous and to give back like that, and uh, all good things. It looks like 2022 is coming up all Lance Lopez. I think my man. So uh, I got to ask you about this because obviously we talked about uh, you know Brian Tetchy playing uh, on the new single. We talked about uh, Joey Sykes, the producer, and the the, yeah. just the sound is tremendous. You've kind of formed a new power trio here. Who are you playing with? How did this? How did it come about? What what kind of guys you got coming up with you right now? Well, I got
0: um, I got some guys down in um, in in Nashville working with me. I got a um, a young bass player by the name of Ryan Brewington playing bass. Uh, he's great. He's like a uh, he eats, breathes, and sleeps like Jack Bruce from Cream. Felix Pappalardi from Mountain john paul jones i mean and you know and and a, and a guy a young guy like that to, in his mid-20s you know mid to late 20s that that is immersed in that world is is a giant win you know that and plays a bass like lemmy you know so <laughs> uh having a guy like that that's hungry and that that comes from that element is is perfect for the band so um it's really cool to have him involved in the band uh and I've got a couple different drummers. Our main drummer that we've been working with is a guy named Justin Ward out of Nashville. That's great. He plays with Lee Greenwood, big country star. So uh, the trio has been tremendous. The live band has been awesome. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we're doing some more recording. They're, they're on the album for sure. We're, we're doing some recording in Nashville with them. So as well as all our, you know, our really uh, high caliber musicians, we're having the road band on there as well. So these guys have been great. They've gotten tremendous response, bringing them back home to Texas and, you know, bringing them back into that world and having a plan really and getting the huge thumbs up of how great they are was really a a testament to how great the new band is.
1: Oh, excellent. That is, that is so great to hear, man. And, and I know what a, you know, what an influence a band like ZZ Top had had on you and and Billy Gibbons, but you know, this just summer and we lost Dusty Hill. Like what, what was that kind of like to, to, to get that news? Because I think that for me, as the years go by and, and these things happen. And I remember when Lemmy died, I was at the, I was in LA and I was at the uh, rainbow just the day before. And it just all become kind of surreal. And since then there's been so many, Mm -hmm. when that happens, is it it just sort of a feeling of like, man, there, there's a certain uh, element to your heroes aren't going to last forever and how sobering that is. I mean, what was kind of your thoughts when, when you heard that news?
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, um, I, you know, I grew up, I grew up with those guys, you yeah. know, I, I, I'd known Gibbons, you know, he'd been a mentor my entire life. I, I, you know, I toured with ZZ top as an opener, uh, as a support act. I mean, they were just, they were like family, you know? Um, so I had a lot of concern several years ago when dusty fell in Lubbock and broke his hip. And, um, and that was a concern. And and, and Gibbons and I had been working pretty closely together with supersonic blues machine. So, um, you know, getting that news was also very worrisome because, you know, I've, and I've just seen it with, you know, with elderly family members, with elderly people, when that, you know, when they, they, they get to like kind of that hip breaking phase of their life, I've just seen like people fall that were great, that were okay. And they fall and break their hip. Then all of a sudden this rapid decline happens. And, you know, so I, in the back of my, that, that, when that happened, it kind of woke me up to, wow, you know, this just happened walking to the stage, Dusty fell and broke his hip. And, um, and, and then so in the back of my mind, I always thought about that happening to elderly, you know, uh, again, uh, people in our family or people that we knew. So that, that made it real, you know, that made it real. It, it always makes it real um, when we lose a, a, a hero, but someone as close as that, um, with Dusty, um, was, was very, uh, was heartbreaking. And when I saw him the last time we, we were on a show together over in the UK, actually, um, I was opening for ZZ Top, uh, at the Ramblin' Man Fair in, uh, in Maidstone, England. And, uh, Dusty was, was taking a golf cart to the stage and we talked briefly. Um, and, you know, he was, he, he seemed to be, you know, a little bit still struggling with the hit. And mm. and that's where, you know, and I just said, man, well just take care of yourself. You know, he was just kind of frustrated and, you know, a little grumpy and not feeling well. And sure. and and uh so, you know, it just um it, it yeah, it it just makes it a reality that uh, you know that our, our heroes don't last forever. And especially people that are that close to us. And uh, you know, I I was however happy to see Elwood Step over yes. on the side. I was happy to see Elwood take control. I mean, if anybody was there that that is it, the what the consummate right hand man, uh, it's Elwood Francis. And so to see Elwood step over on the other side for the dust was was also good. And to see you know what us Texans do is we 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 step up and we keep pushing forward. You know, in the in the face of a loss. I mean, it goes all the way back, kind of to the the old March of the Alamo, you know, there's like nothing <laughs> that'll stop it. You know, so, so true. That's, the other, that's the other side of it. I mean, the, the dust went down like a, with his boots on saying, hey, you boys keep marching forward and Elwood, it's your time to step up whether you want to or not. You know, so that that was what was great about it and it was his wish and and uh, I know that it's, I don't know if, if Billy and, and Frank have really fully gotten through it, but man, you know, again, they're marching forward and, and Elwood stepped up and, you know, there's no there's no stopping easy Top.
1: I literally, and I saw him just a few days after Dusty died. And I thought, well, surely, this you know, this will be canceled. I mean, gosh, we live in an era where you could anything could be canceled 10 minutes before a show. Dusty passes away and then Elwood comes in there. And I mean, I'm so glad it happened because it was a cathartic for a fan, cathartic for the band, I'm sure, in a lot of ways to work through it. Like you said, that's what Texans do, my man, and that's what's great. Lance, I'll tell you what, can't wait to see what all is to come here in 2022 for you. The new singles are tremendous. I can't recommend them enough. Want everybody to go check Makes out, sense. it's on Indiegogo. You can search for uh, Lance Lopez, a new album project, and help get that pushed through to the end. My friend, it's always good to catch up. We can't wait so long to do it, my man. So anytime, let's let's revisit yeah. it. When the new album comes out, can't wait to do it, my friend.
0: Awesome, Clint. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Always you guys fun. are awesome.
1: You bet, thank you.
0: Kay. Take care.